We've had thousands of reports of wolves just over the last five years or so. Based on all of our experience as the absolute leaders in wildlife management in the state of Colorado. You mentioned that there was roughly six traveling in that, in that pack, but what's the estimated number of wolves here in the state? Hello everyone and welcome back to the eHunter Newscast presented by Vortex Optics. My name is Taryn Hunt and I am your host for today's podcast. Today I sit down with JT Romatsky. JT is a Northwest Regional Wildlife Manager for the Colorado Parks and Wildlife. Our topic today is on the wolves in Colorado, which has been a hot topic across the state and across many other states for quite some time now. I sit down with JT and get the facts behind the wolves in Colorado. Are they really here? What is the Colorado Parks and Wildlife's management plan for these wolves? And how will it affect the big game and other hunting areas that we all enjoy? I want to thank JT for taking the time with me to record this podcast. He was an awesome guest. I appreciate his time as I know his time is very valuable. If you like what you hear on today's podcast, please hit that like button and please subscribe to our podcast. All right. Well, on today's podcast, um, I have a very special guest, uh, JT Romatsky. Is that how you say it correctly? That is right. Oh, man. All right. I got it on the first try. Um, JT, would you mind introducing yourself and let everybody know who you are? No, I'd love to. Thank you very much. Um, JT Romatsky. I'm the Northwest Regional Manager for Colorado Parks and Wildlife. I live and work out of the regional office here in Grand Junction, Colorado, and have the fortunate uh, opportunities, and I'm blessed to say that I, I have everything in all of Northwest Colorado. So uh, we manage all the wildlife, all the parks operations, um, everything terrestrial, aquatic, conservation species, t and &E, I mean, you name it, hunting and fishing stuff. Um, and so uh, that's that's kind of the extent of to which I'm I'm engaged in the business here in Grand Junction. So you were saying that the Colorado Colorado split into four quadrants, correct, for wildlife managers? Yeah, that's right. Um, I'm part of the executive staff for Colorado Parks and Wildlife. I'm on the leadership team. There's also three of my counterparts. The state of Colorado is split into four quadrants, um, and and so all of the operations and, and management uh, authority of that of those quadrants falls to regional managers. Nice. Very nice. Well, JT, first and foremost, I appreciate you taking the time to sit down with me and chat, chat about a very hot topic in Colorado. And it's not just us that live here in Colorado that are concerned about this, but I think um, most people, you know, there's a lot of non-residents that come into Colorado that hunt and, and are impacted by the wolves um, that are moving into Colorado. And so I appreciate you, you taking the time and, and talking with me about this. Um, I'd first like to start off by talking about the incidents or, or events that happened in northwest Colorado uh, regarding the sightings of some gray wolves as well as uh, that elk that was scavenged. Can you tell us a little bit of the backstory on that? Yeah, I can I can absolutely provide some some clarity I think. You know, it's it's such a passionate issue and and no matter who you are or where you're from, you know, we get letters, we get calls from outside of the country, even on people that have a very strong passion of, of wildlife, uh, let alone wolves. And so uh, it's a very hot topic. The, the, uh, 
what we've been doing here in the state is trying to look for observations, sightings. Um, we've been trying to work with our ag partners, our federal partners, everybody else over the last 15 plus years um, to really see what's going on with this species and where things are at. Um, we've had thousands of reports of wolves just over the last five years or so. We get photos, we get tracks, we get sightings. Um, and every time we do, our, our game wardens, our district wildlife managers or biologists are out there on the ground trying to follow up on these things. This most recent um, example started actually back in October with a group of hunters uh, that were hunting in that part of, of Colorado. And uh, lo and behold, had identified what they thought were uh, at least up to six wolves up in that part of the part of the area. Um, they also heard howls. Um, that night, the next morning, um, I, I believe it was the next day, they actually saw them. They were able to get a quick video. That video has been circulating an awful lot on media outlets all over yeah. the place lately with those two. Um, and so that was the first. They, they uh, unfortunately didn't report it right away. Um, we actually discovered it from other folks uh, because of their telling their story about their great elk hunt in Colorado and uh, posting that on the web and so after some work on following up that we were able to get them to to help us out with some of that information um, here just this last week um, we had another call about a, an elk carcass and that carcass and tracks and um, other things appeared as though it may have been multiple canids or dog species that had uh, you know, predated on that and, and eating that elk. So, uh, again, we went up, uh, this is somewhat close proximity. When I say close proximity in Northwest Colorado, it could be 15 miles and that's fairly close. Right. So right. we went up there and, and we still have an ongoing investigation, you know, so obviously some of that stuff is still, um, not absolute at this point in time, but what I can tell is that, you know, the, the size of the tracks, the numbers of tracks, the carcass itself, uh, the way it was it was consumed, um, the, everything is very much you know in line with what we would suggest as wolf predation, um, and so we continue to work on that on that particular issue. But uh, yeah, it's a big day to come out and and say you know we're. We've, we've got a pack of wolves in northwest Colorado, uh, a highly likelihood that it is a pack of wolves. And, you know, for 100% to verify it, of course, then you get into the huge debate of, well, do you have DNA? Do you have this? You know, do you just have photos? Um, and that's, you know, we're, we're very conservative on what we identify as a particular species or not. And as uh, I'm sure some of your listeners and, and folks have seen over the course of time in the last 10 years, the, the, the three or four other known verified wolves were those that generally or typically had collars that had come in from Wyoming or other places, um, or we had, you know, DNA from unfortunate road kills or those kind of things. So this, this uh, instance is a little bit different, but based on all of our experience as the absolute leaders in wildlife management in the state of Colorado, we are um, working very diligently to provide facts and um, not just working from a, a passionate perspective. Well, and I think a lot of our listeners do come from a passionate 
experience because we are hunters and you know the impact of wolves in other states we, we hear the rumors and and what's going on with that and so it really is nice to get some facts and, and from what you're saying it sounds like there are are some facts to prove that there are some some color some wolves here in colorado uh my next question to you would be you know what are the estimated number of wolves in colorado you mentioned that there was roughly six traveling in that in that pack but what's the estimated number of wolves that, here in the state well, so again, let me, I'll, I'll back up a timeline for you a little bit if, um, and, I, and this is some additional information, but over the course of the last decade or so, we've had a few, uh, a few other verified wolves in the state. People will remember that just this last summer, I believe it was in July, that we had credible information that a wolf had come into the state. Um, but these back up all the way to 2004, um, where we had one that was hit near Idaho Springs um, in 2007. We had a video from some of our staff in North Park. We've had a whole lot of sightings. Um, this last summer, we had the one individual younger male uh, that had come into Jackson County, North Park, Colorado. Uh, that individual is still um, in Colorado. We've got these other six. And so, you know, the absolute number, nobody knows. I don't know. I would be absolutely guessing to even suggest something. But what I will say is that, um, you know, we have more. There's more here. Um, there's no question about that. We also have a, a lot of hybrid type species on the landscape as well. And so to balance that out and, and be the agency that people actually trust and has the credibility to say yes or no or to verify something, um, again, we are ultra conservative when we do something like that. And, and so there's a, there's an obvious high likelihood that we have others here in the state. Wow. Wow. Well, it's good knowing, I mean, it, it, I love hearing the facts, knowing that that is, that those have been identified and that they're here. My next, my next question would be is what, and, and I know that, you know, wolves are an endangered species. They're managed by federal agencies, and I know the the CPW is has to manage their piece of it. But what is the CPW's management plan with the wolves, or in managing um, big game wildlife animals or other wildlife animals in the state of Colorado with wolves coming in? What is that management plan looking like? Right, that's a great question. I appreciate um, I appreciate that. Let me let me let me start with. Um, about 2004, when then the Division of Wildlife, prior to our merger with state parks, uh, took the initiative through our commission to establish a wolf working group. Um, that wolf working group was a very robust set of, of folks from all different sides of this issue, um, from you know environmental sides to agricultural producers to biologists to staff to um, economics folks. Um, so that was kind of the initiation for us to really start to engage in this topic. And, and that group later, uh, I believe in 2005, came out with what was then the Colorado Wolf Plan. That's still an, uh, an operational kind of major guideline that we have as an agency. Uh, the basis for that was that, you know, we were going to work with legislation 
to do certain things with wolves. We were obviously going to work with our federal partners, the Fish and Wildlife Service and other entities, um, but we weren't going to be in favor of reintroduction. We would allow them to come into the state on their own naturally. And when they were here, uh, that would trigger our work with the Fish and Wildlife Service. You, you already made the point that indeed these species are still managed as an endangered species by the Fish and Wildlife Service. Uh, later on, our commission uh, came up with a resolution to that fact about uh, our stance on wolf management and how we were going to do some of these things, that we would accept the presence of wolves in Colorado, that we, would, um, we, we weren't going to establish boundaries, um, and we were going we to try and work to figure out the plan moving forward. But the, the resolution itself... Uh, was was done, and then just a couple of years ago in 2016, the commission further took uh, an active role in redoing or reauthorizing that resolution. And so those resolutions stand to a firmer position right now. We don't obviously have any position on the ballot that is here in the state of Colorado. Uh, we we want you know to have the people of the state of Colorado be able to be informed and move forward and and vote appropriately on that now that we have established packs and other things happening here in the state um, you know the Fish and Wildlife Service has the ultimate management authority over the species and we will continue to work with them and likely start to reassess our wolf management plan and some of those things to figure out what the course of action needs to be into the future and obviously ballots and other things will hugely inform the direction we need to go i love that uh, you made some great great points in there especially the fact that like you said and uh, not to get too much on the ballot side of things but us as colorado residents need to know need to be informed we need to know the facts and we're not getting a lot of that from a lot of these forums that we see online or even some of the articles that we read online so it's nice to know that the the Colorado Parks and Wildlife has had a wolf plan for for years. This is this is not something new. It, you know, it feels like it's such a new thing that and it's become such a hot topic in the in recent years. But it it sounds like this has been going on and and has been a plan for a long time. I want to move on to my next question for you, JT. Um, as a wildlife manager, you know, like like I mentioned in the last question was, you know, you have to worry about how it affects wildlife in Colorado outside of wolves so and in my mind and a lot of our listeners mind is the big game in Colorado um, is there a worry about disease brought in from these wolves you know wolves are, are a big vector for disease and is is there a worry on your part on how it'll affect other animals in Colorado yeah that's you know I, I mean that's kind of the the answer to that is always yes <laughs> you know, yeah I mean <laughs> We as wildlife managers, um, well, let me start by saying this. We're managers, right? Uh, we're, not, we're not part of preservation. We're about conservation. We're about the wise use of our natural resources. We manage those resources. We use those resources. Um, you know, and so that's the basis. That's the, that's, that predicates who we are. That defines what we do. Um, and disease is a huge thing that we deal with in every species that that say, can be found in the state, whether it's a, a petition species for listing, whether it's a, a big game animal, you, you know about chronic wasting disease and other things. I mean, let's let's back up 
to, you know, the mid, the mid or early 1900s where, you know, over the last century, Colorado Division of Wildlife, the employees of this agency, the professionals, the conservationists, and when I say conservationists, that includes people like farmers and ranchers. It includes people that are in the timber industry. It, it includes people that make their livelihood on the landscape that understand the need for multiple and wise use of our natural resources. There's a clear distinction between that and preservation. And so as you move forward with those pure concepts in mind and you start to rejuvenate the word conservation in people's mind, you will start to understand some of the basic, you know, basic direction that we take as wildlife managers. So disease is a big thing. And, and as we do stuff here in Colorado, we have to take that into consideration. You know, we know high data disease and other things are on the landscape, um, chronic wasting disease. We, we have uh, significant concerns over bighorn sheep and other things. So, I mean, the answer to that, quite frankly and simply, is, is sure, you know, it's an unknown on top of a, a whole lot of unknowns. And you can have the absolute best science and research in the world, but I will tell you and your listeners that wildlife management is, is an art. And you can have carrying capacity for tens of thousands of animals. But if you don't have the social capacity for it or the political tolerance or the local economic buy-in, you, you can't sustain those kind of things. And so it's, this is an art form, and what we do is, is amazing. You look at Colorado in 2020 now, it, it's incredible. We have more people living in the state of Colorado than Wyoming, Idaho, and Montana combined. And Wyoming has 500,000 people. We have 5.8 million people. We have close to 7 million on any given day just from tourism and everything else that happens in the state of Colorado. And Wyoming has somewhere around 90,000 elk or so, maybe 100,000. And in Colorado, we harvest about 60 to 70,000 a year. The vast majority of those are harvested right here in the Northwest region. And so we are blessed because we've had incredible wildlife managers we've built relationships with the agricultural community we 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 know how to balance these factors and we've done an incredible job we have the most diverse abundant wildlife resources in north america right here in the state and it's because of that long tradition and heritage of us being the most credible and relevant people on the face of the earth when it comes to wildlife management you brought up the point about um, the big game numbers, in, you know, in, in states versus versus other states. One of the reasons that people say that wolves should come into Colorado is because we have so many animals, big game animals, that it, this will help kind of reduce those numbers. From what I'm hearing you saying, that's that's not accurate. Yeah, that that's yeah, you're right. Um, you know, we we manage wildlife based on the availability of habitat and forage the tolerance levels socially and politically and otherwise of what we can handle on the landscape. And we have goals to have abundance of wildlife. And when I say wildlife, you know, it's easy to talk about just elk or deer or right. trophy, you know, trophy things that as hunters we love, you know, and, but, but as hunters, we also need to step back for a minute and remember the heritage and tradition of hunting and the value of hunting and what it means. And the fact that we have all these different species is predicated also on the North American model and the fact that hunters and fishermen 
for the last century or more have, have paid into conservation. We have all the fishery stuff, all the threatened and endangered species work, all this other stuff is, is paid for by hunters and fishermen. And, and so that's a, a long lasting legacy of the, that we should be really proud of. And so I'll start with that and then I'll move into your question about, you know, ungulates or, or deer and elk, big game populations in the state of Colorado. And, and I just told you that we, we do, we have robust numbers. Um, are we satisfied with them? No. I mean, we, we launched the West Slope mule deer strategy um, about eight or nine years ago now. And that was because our mule deer populations are nowhere near what we would like them to be. In fact, we have, we have some very serious concerns about what the future holds for mule deer in the state of Colorado. Um, is it a disease factor? Likely. Is it competition with elk, maybe for space? You know, is, is it predation? Absolutely. There's predation issues there. We have, uh, we have just factors upon factors, and it's really easy for people to pick and choose which factor they'd like to attack, right? You know, is it fragmentation that's leading to some of the some of the declines in population for mule deer? Sure. You know, when we're building more houses and we have 5.8 million people, that is a factor. Is that the only factor? It's absolutely not the only factor. Um, and so we we have to balance that stuff. Our our elk populations. We've we've been we just started some. We've got some of the best researchers in the world, and we just started some research here about three four years ago to look at our. Our, our decreasing cow-calf ratios, especially in the southern part of our state where, um, you know, normally we would see 30 to 40 calves per 100 cows, and we're seeing numbers that are in the mid to upper teens down there that are, are absolutely frightening from a wildlife management perspective. One of the only real uh, growing elk herds right now is up in the Route County and Moffat County areas, uh, the Bears Ears uh, elk herd up there, and that one is is tr doing very very well. But so you know, yeah, we've got a lot of animals on the landscape. There's obviously an awful lot of of prey available out there on the landscape, um, and we're dealing with uh, one of the most robust mountain lion populations that anybody's ever seen, and and an obvious bear population that. You know, our, our commission and others are working really hard to see if we can't try and just stabilize those populations. Um, so, again, I guess, you know, it's it's another unknown for uh, a person that's trying to be an artist with wildlife. Mm -hmm. Well, and I, I think the people that want to introduce wolves back into Colorado reintroduce or introduce however you want to word it have, have different reasons. And I think that's one of the reasons that they feel like that that's one thing that it would do. It would benefit. It would help manage the, these animals. And, and it sounds like, you know, like you said, management is, a, is an art and, and you guys are the professionals doing it. We should allow you to do it in, in the way that you want to do it. Another thing that people are talking about that are, that'd be a good thing about having wolves come into Colorado is, is it's better for the habitat and better for the environment. And I'd, I'd like to get your thoughts on that and what, what you think there. So that's a fascinating question, and and you know it it it, it goes to this this uh, tropic cascade predator prey relationship and some of the I will say theories and and ideas out there that additional top level pre predators 
can move these animals uh, more more efficiently across landscapes that indeed riparian areas, willows, other habitats um, can be regenerated and you can have better, more sustainable habitats over the long run. Um, you know, I, I think none of that has been absolutely proven. Um, I know that there is some research here recently that's come out that, that is talking about over the last 20 plus years not actually being able to, to prove that in Yellowstone and other places. But I think there's also some truth to some of those concepts. Um, do, do elk spend their days down by the riparian areas? Um, you know, maybe so with their heads down eating grass. But with 5.7 million people and mountain bikes on every ridge line in the state of Colorado, I can tell you our animals are moving rapidly all the time. So, you know, some of those things about benefits um, environmentally or otherwise from individual species, I, I think I would, I would urge folks to be cautious about ultimately saying that those are factual. I think there's so many different uh, unique things about every, not just state, but county, drainage, mountaintop, um, you know, we're, we're doing habitat work here in the state of Colorado that is, that is phenomenal. Um, and we're conserving landscapes through our habitat stamp dollars that is, is acquiring conservation easements and access. And, and we're doing riparian work. And, and we should be really proud of that. None of that stuff should stop. And, and, you know, whether or not an individual species can create those for us, um, is something that I certainly can't attest to. Okay. So is there really, and I know you're, you're not a biologist, um, you're more of the, on the officer managerial side of things, but do you see that there is a biological need to reintroduce wolves into Colorado based on what you just said? Yeah. So let me, let me, uh, let me help, help you there for a minute. I am a biologist, um, biologist oh. of, of over 20 years. Um, that's one of the other unique aspects about the state of Colorado is that our wildlife officers, our district wildlife managers, um, they start as biologists. We hire biologists here for foremost. We take them and we, we, we show them how to do law enforcement and other things, education, management, and then bring them forward. So we're really lucky here in the state of Colorado to have what we consider multi-purpose district wildlife managers. And so each of those individual people are indeed biologists first and foremost. They are the, the experts at the ground level on everything that has to do with wildlife. We also have a terrestrial branch of biologists and, and uh, also an aquatic branch of biologists there. And, and again, just to reiterate, we have absolutely the best, most robust research uh, group that anybody can find in North America. And so we, we are all biologists uh, working to, awesome. to move wildlife forward um, and meet the demands and, and overcome some of the obstacles that we face here in the state of Colorado. Wow, I, didn't, I was not aware of that. And in fact, I've had the opportunity to talk to quite a few um, of officers, and I'm always amazed at how much they know. And that actually makes a lot more sense now, knowing that they all are biologists to, to begin with. And Oh, that makes a whole lot more sense. But okay, so do you do you see a real need to reintroduce wolves, or do you feel it be more the opposite, more of a detriment? Well, I I think I I'm pretty neutral on that. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not against wolves, and I'm not necessarily for wolves. I'm I'm right in the middle of you know I respond I I work on behalf of the citizens of the state of Colorado. 
Um, you know, and as we move forward and we consider uh, reintroductions and other things, we as an agency then will step back and we will be the professionals and figure out what those habitat limitations are, what that carrying capacity could look like, what those locations might be. We'll be the ones, fortunately or otherwise, that will work, work through the political conundrum that we'll be faced with, with, uh, you know, counties and and other folks to try and figure some of those things out and i think you know biologically we can sustain an awful lot of things here in colorado and wolves very well could be one of those things um but that's something that i've not completely looked at um it's it's not really a question of of want or don't want you know mm. we anticipate that they're going to be in the state and i've already talked about the fact that we have wolves here in colorado right now um, and so our main job is just to prepare for their arrival and figure out how we sustain our credibility and make sure that we continue to be the experts in this, in, in wildlife management here. That's a wonderful approach, I, I think, because like you said, they're, they're coming and it's just how do we prepare for them. I absolutely love that approach to it. And, and I, I'm similar. And, I don't have a yes or no, you know, I, I know there's wolves here already. I know the impact of them, but, but yeah, if we can do everything we can to prepare for them and allow you all that are, are professionals and are, you know, are the artists behind this, allow you to manage uh, the wildlife as a whole in Colorado as wolves are introduced. I, I think that's the best way to go about it. I, I want to ask one more question before I, I let you go. Obviously, we have Mexican wolves in, in southern Colorado. With the gray wolves moving in up north and the, and the Mexican wolves down south, do you see that being a conflict? Is there going to be any kind of problems associated with those two wolves being in the state? Well, that's a really fascinating question. You know, so um, here in the state of Colorado, uh, we don't have any Mexican wolves that we are aware of. Um, okay. Does that mean? Absolutely not any. I, I won't say that, but we don't have any that we're aware of. The, the Fish and Wildlife Service has that I-40 kind of northern boundary for that species. Um, you know, this the second re reaffirmation of our commission's resolution um, in 2016 was, was based on some of that discussion and or debate with uh, some of the folks, some of the groups that would like to, to move those wolves into southern Colorado um, and also Arizona and New Mexico and the Fish and Wildlife Service. And so then Governor Hickenlooper uh, supported this resolution and said, you know, that no, this is, this is not what we want to do at the time. Um, you know, there's obvious differences in genetics there. And you know, I, think, I think from some of the groups that were, are pushing really hard to get northern grays into Colorado, uh, this is almost like a, a continental connection that has never been done before with restoration of wildlife species and so if you can bring them back from Canada and all the way down to Mexico that's that's a pretty uh, incredible feat that they would have accomplished um, in in the aquatic realm as an example we we have a, you know a trout but then all of a sudden as you do genetics you'll find out there's four or five different strains genetically of that trout. And so from the Endangered Species Act perspective, which ones are endangered, which ones are threatened, or are they all now endangered or threatened, or are they, you know, how are we going to manage those things? Um, if, if, if gray wolves, these, these much, much larger ones come into the state of Colorado, into the, 
into the upper parts here and then move south and integrate with those southern those southern Mexican wolves, you know, yeah, from a bio purist biological standpoint, there's some major ramifications there. So, um, you know, I think that's that's kind of the way I would address that question and and uh, I'll leave it with that. Okay. Yeah, kind of cross that bridge if and and when it happens. And again, you, you know, you hear those rumors of of yeah, there are Mexican wolves in, in southern Colorado, and it's nice to hear from your perspective that that is not a proven fact that there haven't been any in southern Colorado. So I appreciate that. Um, JT, before we go, um, is there anything else that you would like our audience to know about the wolves that are that are coming into Colorado, or how we should prepare as hunters, or how we should have kind of our mindset around this? Any other items that you would like to talk about? Well, you know, one of the things that I'll I'll, I'll throw out there is. I'm struggling with the confidence, the, the idea of confidence in our agency. And, you know, I, as I travel around the state and other places, I hear from all, all sorts of people that, you know, they, they've seen them or whatever, and they, they don't want to report them to us. They don't want us to know what's going on. Um, you know, we are taking an approach at this thing, just like all the other wildlife species we have that, we are the fair and balanced people that are trying to manage wildlife and make sure that, that, uh, you know, we're doing the right thing for people and for wildlife. And so I would ask, you know, people, if they're out there, we have evidence of it. We have photos, we have other, other things that can document it. You know, we, we would like to know it helps us. And it also helps these individuals and or packs or other things as they, as they come into the state so that we can, we can start to address issues and get ahead of things and be proactive and not just reactive to, to everything that we're dealing with. Um, you know, that, that's one of the big things we, we pride ourselves on over a hundred years of managing wildlife in the state of Colorado. We pride ourselves on the fact that we brought, we brought elk back to the state of Colorado. We pride ourselves on the fact that we have turkeys everywhere. And that was done from our agency. We pride ourselves in the fact that we have some of the most incredible bighorn sheep populations anywhere. And that was done by trap and transplant, moving those animals and identifying new range. And, and, you know, you can look around this entire state and see incredible success stories of what our wildlife management has done for the state of Colorado. And, um, you know, so credibility is another big one. Um, and we, we need to maintain that. At the end of the day, we're, we're going to be the ones left um, standing and trying to make sure that we maintain that credibility and that we can sustain our agency and, and maintain the, the livelihood of, of outfitters, the, the hunters on the ground, agriculture, and again, the, the wise use of our natural resources. And that's the, that's the ultimate goal here for us. When I want to drive home, and I, I know we've said it a couple times here on this podcast, that you know you guys are you're the professionals here. You're the you're the artists in this field, and and you need to know about things. So I agree completely that that's what we should be doing is letting you guys know, bringing it to your attention, and it is so nice and refreshing to get to get some facts on this matter because again you you see forums out there you see facebook group messages going back and forth and the the 
the drama that goes on with those and it's it's really nice and, and refreshing to get some facts on the matter and get the truth behind it so gt i really appreciate you taking the time with me today uh, i know that you all are very very busy and have a lot to do and so but it's nice getting it like i said getting the facts out to people and letting them know the truth behind things so so thank you so much for your time today yeah likewise i appreciate the the opportunity and and we relish this, you know, we're, we're happy to talk with folks. Um, that's what we do when we don't have the answer. We're going to tell you we don't know. Um, and we're going to try and keep pushing forward and figuring things out. And, you know, to be challenged on things is it only makes us better, too, at the end of the day. And, and so um, I appreciate all of your listeners. I appreciate the, the residents of the state of Colorado and other places that are either engaging in this or trying to, to get some clear understandings of some of the some of the information out there and so that's hopefully we can we can help in that way well i, I think you are i learned i've learned a ton just in in, in our 30 minute conversation today and I, I know that our listeners will as well so well jt i will let you go again appreciate your time um, appreciate all that you and the colorado parks and wildlife uh, officers biologists everything that you guys do um, I believe today is officer appreciation day so so thank thank you to you and to all of the employees and everything that everybody does so appreciate it and have a have a great day man all right thank you very much we'll see ya thank you all for listening to today's podcast if you like what you heard please subscribe to our podcast also please subscribe to our other social media platforms you can follow us on Facebook Instagram and YouTube Thank you all.